Hello everyone, welcome to the podcast, where two seemingly meaningless people talk about very meaningful things. My name's Chris, and with me, as always, is... Your wife, Leslie. My wife, Leslie, who plays with her hair every time <laughs> before she introduces herself. She just pulls it out and plays with it. As says, my name's Wesley, and I was wife. <laughs> I'm sitting to you. Why does it get uh, weird when you push record? What are you? I'm fine. You, you just, all of a sudden that red button. Gets what is it about like, that? You do start like r- stroking your hair. Yeah, I was just sitting here fine. <laughs> like a normal person. I'm actually, man, I've had a day today. I started my day out getting kicked in the face by a toddler <laughs> at three. <laughs> And so I've been up since then. I took a good nap. Yeah, there was three. three? I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. So. Bless you. No, man. And and so now I'm sitting here. I got a plate full of cookie cake. (laughs) Is that what that is? Yeah. And a glass of soy milk. Yeah, from a sweet girl at church. And a glass of unsweetened soy Mm. milk. Let me tell you, if you have not tried unsweetened soy milk, you're missing out. Yeah, missing out. That's one of the keto things that I've kept. Keto? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And I did it because there's so much sugar in, in normal milk. Right. So I was just trying to cut out the sugars, but then I just like the taste. We have all, the whole family, because of keto, we all drink whole milk now. Yeah. Did you guys know that there is less sugar in whole milk, right? Yeah. Than there is in... There, there's fewer calories. See, what happens is, and and I could be totally wrong, but I'm not. Uh, is whole milk, which he put his cookie down to have this conversation. Which is yeah, He's which getting is excited. Whole milk is three percent milk fat. I laugh because Leslie and her mom thought you had two percent milk and one percent milk. That whole milk was a hundred percent milk fat. Two <laughs> I don't even know what you're talking about. Remember, I, I said no. I do, but I don't. I still don't get it. I don't get. Oh, uh, so you don't even get why that's funny. I think you got you got your milk. You got your your two percent, your one yeah. percent, your skim. You don't need to get the in the skim tastes of it. like water. Yeah. So when they take out the fat, which has the flavor in it, they have to add sugar. So whole milk just has the natural sugars from the lactose and whatnot, but yeah. the the others, two percent, one percent, they add sugar, right. and so as I was trying to get a, just get added sugar out of my diet, mm-hmm. I found that out just by reading the. I was just reading the label. And I was like, I wonder how much better one percent and two percent are than whole milk. And then mm-hmm. I was like, Wait, whole milk might be right. better. Yeah. Uh, and so, then you add your chocolate cigarette. Yeah. <laughs> so just. Yeah, that's exactly. So it. now he's over here drinking. Unsweetened soy milk. Unsweetened, and I'm soy chugging milk. down like because if you get sweet whole soy milk. chocolate milk yeah. every night, <laughs> getting all the milk fast. Yeah, I did. Yeah, but no sugars. <laughs> I didn't benefit as much from keto as you did. I just no. now drink. I'm thinking about going back on whole keto. milk. I don't. You still, you're good. I think I've just not had a lot of meat in my diet lately. Yeah. I figure if I go to keto, I'll have oh, to eat Oh, that meat. was fun for you, wasn't mm-hmm. it? Lots of meat. Um, one, the other thing we picked up from keto were those pancakes. Oh, those keto cakes. Those were good. Them. Yeah, made with almond flour. Yeah. And they were like little 
Like silver dollar. Yeah. Yeah, what would you call them? Yeah, silver dollar pancakes. But they weren't really pancakes. Yeah, silver dollar pancakes. Yeah, but they had like a cinnamon. Mm -hmm. uh, The texture was good. Mm -hmm. I really liked those. And I am not a fan of the health foods normally, but. Shocking. That was one thing that we enjoyed. I think that was the only thing. He brought, home, he brought home some weird stuff with you. Yeah, keto. you kind of got to try, because it's such a different diet. Yeah. You have to try things. Breakfast was the hardest thing for me, because mm-hmm. I don't eat breakfast. Right. I don't like breakfast. Mm-hmm. It's the worst meal of the day. Okay. Um, fact. Fact. Uh, and so then, Lies. so for me. fake news. The boom. Fake news. So for me, normally breakfast is just like grabbing a bowl of cereal at the last minute, eating it in 30 seconds and being done. If mm-hmm. I eat it at all. Mm-hmm. But for keto, I wanted to keep this, you know, going throughout the day. So to have to make eggs and fried bacon and mm-hmm. sauce, it was just such a Yeah, task. you were always dirtying up dishes yeah. that we no. didn't need. Yeah. I know. <laughs> Yeah, yeah but was. you did. You lost a lot of weight. I did. Really quickly. Yeah. And I didn't. And mm. then I got pregnant. So. There you go. That way you didn't waste the keto. <laughs> what if you'd have done keto and then gotten pregnant? I really might have to do keto <laughs> after this I'm 38 and I just feel like I'm getting to feel a like point. your body's not gonna. No, the baby, the baby weight's not gonna fall off like it used to. Yeah, it's gonna fall off, but it's just gonna fall backwards. I've noticed it's like... gonna go from the front and just shift to the back. <laughs> I've noticed, like, as I've had you know kids later and later, that you you lose less baby weight every time, and you know that adds up. Oh my goodness, Did it you know does. That? If you lose less. <laughs> Every time? Yeah. Wow. So I would be fine. Like, I'm pretty, like, I pretty much stay the same. But if you throw a baby in there every two to four years and you gain so many pounds that you don't then lose, I don't know if you know this, but you end up bigger than you used to be. So let me get this straight. <laughs> if you gain pounds yes. and do not lose those pounds. Right. And then later but add then more add, pounds. Right. You're going to end up. Poundier, very poundier. Poundier, wow. Yes, and with the 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 pants are bigger. <laughs> so, I have basically every size in my. The closet. key is to just get pregnant enough time to where you <laughs> never have to get out of maternity. <laughs> yeah. And that way, you never have to wonder whose you know pants what? are these. Are these yours or mine? Well, they've got an elastic belly band, so <laughs> definitely mine. You're... You know, it's been ideal. Has been Spanx. being pregnant during a pandemic. <laughs> I have like worn the mm-hmm. same. I've worn the same thing every day for like five months. <laughs> yes, you have. <laughs> I haven't bought any new clothes. It's been great. Because you can't, you can't even try anything on right now. No, so I have my actual, I have my pre-pregnancy leggings on. That I just hike them up as high as I can. Or if that's too uncomfortable, I just, I just go the other direction. You hike them down. Hike them down under the belly. <laughs> okay, I was like, <laughs> I just take. You them just off. take your pants off. That's what you call. That's what hiking your pants down is. <laughs> taking your pants off. I just walk around pantsless. I'm just gonna hike my pants down. <laughs> Yeah. So anyway, so do you have a dedication? 
I do. What's yours? I will dedicate this episode to the Babylon Bee podcast. You've really enjoyed that podcast. They have brought me great joy during, again, during pregnancy. Mm -hmm. They're hilarious. I love parody. I love satire. Like, wait, 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 wait. wait. What? Babylon Bee's not legit? (laughs) No, I don't know if you know this. Wow. Yeah, satirical. There are some people on my Facebook I've always loved satire since I first learned about it, like, in middle school. It just speaks to me, and I think it's so good. And that's why she married me. Because <laughs> I am one walking, talking, yeah, you are. satirical you are. person. Yeah. And I think humor is one of the best ways to, to deal with things, um, especially as long as you're able to keep laughing at yourself. Um, and that's what I love about people like the Babylon Bee. They make fun of everybody. Like... <laughs> It's great. So, I've always loved their articles, but they have a podcast now. And it is so funny and just refreshing, but then it also does, they tackle big issues, mm-hmm. but in a in a lighthearted way that's easy to swallow. And um, anyhow, it's definitely worth subscribing to. You know, this this pandemic has really ruined my podcast listening. How so? I used to listen oh, while I was drive, driving. Right. And I don't the only time I get to listen to podcasts is when I mow. Yeah. And that's really just started happening. Right. So, so that's what, once a week? Yeah, once a week. That and, just started. Yeah. And so by then so during the week, you know, all these people are coming out with, with podcasts. So I'm yeah. I'm so far behind. I'm only at the Bay of Pigs in my Cold War <laughs> podcast. In your what? Cold War podcast. Cold War? Oh, yeah. That'll be the podcast. Really like, like there, so there is a, uh, a we podcast. We need to share all our podcasts someday that we like. Like share them on the we web? We should do a podcast about podcasts. Oh, okay. Because well, this is a podcast. There's a... Okay, well then, oh, podcast I'll throw in. It's called The Cold War, What We Saw. Fascinating. Fascinating. If you grew up a child of the 80s, uh, well, really, post-World War II... Um, and you remember the cold, I mean, Rocky Four type stuff, just the Cold War being what everything was about, Red Dawn. When and... was the Cold War? What? When was it? Well, after uh, World War II. Uh-huh. Uh, but not in the 80s. Late, late 80s, yeah. Really? Yeah. Okay. But, like my, is that like, well, we'll talk about what it What do you later. mean, is that like what? What? You said, is that like my... Uh, never mind. Well, like, that's what our parents kind of went through a lot yeah. of that, oh, right? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I don't know a lot about the Cold War. Apparently, I should listen to your podcast. Yeah, it's really interesting. Do you know when my mom was if you If you are interested in Cold how War? socialism and communism take over a nation... Which maybe you should listen to that right now. It is pretty creepy interesting <laughs> to hear these people talking about how, you know... You know, you know, common masses, you're being exploited. Let's all get riled up and change things. And then you know what happens? The people who tell you to get riled up, they all get rich and they make you do what no they say. Way. Yeah. No. Yeah. You mean My that- favorite fact, good old Fidel Castro, the people's president, down there just trying to bring communism to little old lovely Havana. When he left, when he left Cuba, nine hundred million dollars in his personal bank account. 
That's socialism for you. Totally. That's communism. Yeah. yeah. That's and what, and it's been like that, in every, but you know, in America, it'll be different. Oh yeah. Because no, that's what's so funny is the groups that push this mm-hmm. always complain about American exceptionalism mm-hmm. and talking about making America great again. When was America ever great? All that right, sort right. of stuff. But the idea that all these other countries can try socialism and it fail, mm-hmm. but America can try it and it's going <laughs> to succeed. <laughs> Because we're, America. we're Americans. It's we're like we're going to get socialism, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that is funny. anyway. That's neither hither nor thither. Uh, <laughs> Wait, I was going to tell you. Do you know what my mom used to be afraid of as a little girl? Communists under her bed. Mm-hmm. Like you know, most people are afraid of monsters, but she really thought there were there were communists. Well, your mom her bed. like. Well, she wasn't quite Joseph McCarthy era, but pretty close. Isn't so that cute? I think it was probably cute. it was probably she probably had commercials yeah, warning about sure. communists under the bed. I think it's so cute to think about a little girl in the sixties, late fifties, early sixties, laying in bed at night, <laughs> afraid worried about communists. Of a communist the under the bed. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, how, what is your dedication? My dedication is to the whole year twenty twenty. Oh, good. It's been it a good is wind. like one constant internet meme <laughs> of a year. It's so Either weird. that, or I feel like I'm living through some piece of Old Testament <laughs> apocalyptic so literature. Weird. Like we're either in some part of Daniel or Ezekiel. <laughs> that I'm sure when it was happening, everyone like you remember how you read Ezekiel and you go, I wonder what people thought. <laughs> When Ezekiel was doing, I feel like God is going Ezekiel on us right yeah, now, and yeah. all of this is just sort of happening. Yeah, and you laugh, and you go, "It's so funny, all this is happening." And then the next month, something else happens, or the next day. Yeah, yeah, and it's just—it's bizarre. I mean, there have been more things this year mm-hmm. than. Well, yeah, if yeah. you when you think back, uh, do you remember when what life was like in twenty nineteen? It was like. Holidays. We were coasting from holiday, holiday to like yeah, going to Nantucket and like new releases on Netflix and going to get like new the new season of clothing for everybody. It just seems like a different world. <laughs> Welcome to the new normal. <laughs> That's probably my least favorite phrase right yeah. now. The new normal because. The same time they say the new normal, they also say no one knows what's going on. Right. So then I'm like, well, then you don't know if this is the Or they change all the rules. Yeah. From what they were. Yeah. Well, we were talking with our neighbor today, like, what's really funny is that, and with all of these crazy things continuing to happen, that there are still so few people going, I wonder if God has anything to do with this. You know what I mean? Yeah. (laughs) No, we can't talk about no, God. No, it's just all coincidental. Then. I mean, <laughs> you have to believe in an astronomical amount of luck. Yes. Literally astronomical. To think that this world was created by happenstance and chance. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just oh, laughable. Totally. So, but it, so if you already buy into that, the idea that all these things could happen now, at this moment, right. still not going to get your attention. No. Because, I mean, let's face it, they... When, they, when the world looks outside, they see the Lord in creation. He teaches them about himself. Mm-hmm. They know. Mm-hmm. So it's it's not as if, you know, these things are uh, are shocking to them or are opening their eyes to a God that they never even knew existed. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is just more. It just right. shows the hardening of the heart. Totally. Although the Lord is, you know, using it in some to make them 
they are going. Mm-hmm. Hey, it and, is. And I would, I would tell Christians, our great failure has been not our great failure, but one the failure one we can, great. one failure we can run into uh, is to get into the debates about what to think about the pandemic. Or what to think about the the man, the social justice issues, and never address God or the gospel, mm-hmm. or to to do it like mm-hmm. offhand while sharing all of these articles about what's real or not real, mm-hmm. what's happening or not happening, yeah, and not share any, not sharing a bunch of scripture yeah. about the Lord, or so, even about how good He's been to you, mm-hmm. or. Yeah. Anything. The difference between going through this as a believer <clears throat> versus mm-hmm. going through this as someone who, you know, has been living in rejection to the Lord. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, so don't don't drop the don't drop the ball on that, and and use this as an opportunity to have these conversations. Of course, not just on social media, hopefully, but uh, in in real life with neighbors who are, you know, mm-hmm. it was something like I saw seventy percent of the. A poll said 70 to 80, I can't remember, percent of the nation is concerned mm-hmm. with where our nation is headed right now. Mm-hmm. What do you mean? Not How, I, can't, I wanted to know, <laughs> like, what? what are those three <laughs> out of ten? Nah, I'm fine. Everything's great. Corona and riots. <laughs> yeah, I'm good. Uh, I'm not like, concerned at all. Yeah, it's just, it's just 2020. Yeah. So... Yeah, take advantage of that. So 2020 was, I wanted to dedicate that because we could talk about, oh there's stuff goodness. we could talk about. I mean, somehow the murder hornets got skipped. Yeah, right? thankfully. They came out. Now we've got dust yeah. from the Sahara <laughs> coming up here, bringing the mummy. And then we had um, that random little Supreme Court thing pop up last week. Out of nowhere. <laughs> it's like, you weren't even, we weren't even talking about it. I wasn't you. even thinking that was going to be it's a like thing. Michael. And then it's a like thing. It's poop, yeah. Poop. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man. So we can talk about that in our next podcast, maybe. Maybe. But uh, so yeah, that's 2020. This one's for you, <laughs> loser. <laughs> <laughs> so what do you want to talk about tonight? Oh well, a little bit about 2020. Yeah. Kind of just what you were just saying. Um, how to how to respond to things like this. And I was thinking today, like, one of the desires of my heart is, like, if people were to look back on my life, and even on my Facebook account, or my Instagram account, what I would hope and pray is that there would be a consistency in what I believe. And I would hope very much well, I that it to, would be the gospel. I hate to tell you this. There is a consistency in what you believe. Like That's what people will be able right, to do. Right, exactly. They'll be able to go through our social media accounts and see yeah. what we really believe. Yeah. So. What really captivates our mind and to the point that we feel like this has to be shared with the world. Mm-hmm, exactly. Yeah. So I'm hope. what I hope is that it won't be like this hashtag. She was all about mm-hmm. this. And then she was about this. And then mm-hmm. she was about this. But that it will be like Jesus Oh, she's still talking about Jesus. Oh, look, there she goes again, talking about Jesus. Mm -hmm. Or talking about the Bible. Yeah. Or talking even about her family. Like, Mm -hmm. that that will be... Yeah, instead of the trend chaser. Yeah. So to speak. Or just the the reactor Mm -hmm. to every... Everything that pops up. And and almost like a social media anxiety, Mm. like, sort of thing, where it's like, 
this issue now consumes me. Right. And uh, right. this issue now consumes me. And this is what I'm all about. Mm-hmm. And this is what I'm all about. Yeah. And this is what I'm and all about. And you really see that really clearly, like in the celebrity world, almost in a parody way. No, their life is a parody. <laughs> so it's kind of a good thing to look at. And, and you see what you don't, as a Christian, you don't want to be this kind of... It's yeah. exactly what the Bible talks about, being someone like the wind just Tossed blows back and forth. Back and forth. wave of doctrine, yeah. Yeah, you can just see it if you just scroll through their their feed. It's just... And this is what my life is about right now. And this is the biggest thing that matters to mm-hmm. me. And that I'm going to give this much money to this, and anyway. Yeah. So, so not. <laughs> so, uh, as a Christian, you know, recognizing that what this this world is wanting to is not in a pursuit of the Lord, right? So, right. this fallen world that is passing away, and there's like seven sermons in here. Uh, that I'm trying not to say right now. Um, that and a thousand qualifiers. Oh yes, uh, <laughs> that you just you just always need to look at everything in the world with a cautious eye. Mm-hmm. Because and, and this is true from the left, from right. the right. Right. Uh, anybody, anything from the world that is not being born out of the hope of the gospel mm-hmm. and in response to the gospel is something you can't trust mm-hmm. because it is not seeking anything other than power, mm-hmm. prestige, mm-hmm. whatever, control. Or I even, mean, like there, there's guilt. I mean, people are guilty of sin and mm-hmm. they're always trying to find ways to assuage it. Yeah. To get around it mm-hmm. to, uh, yeah, yeah. So I, I would say, one, be very cautious of the messages that the world is giving about like what is important mm-hmm. or what should consume your thoughts. Mm-hmm. Uh, recognize, okay, so Colossians. Colossians, I think Colossians 2 is a great, is a great chapter here. In it, and you heard me uh, preach it at church this last Sunday. We talked a little bit about it. Um, It says, see to it that no one takes you captive by philosophy and empty deceit, according to human tradition, according to the elemental spirits of the world, and not according to Christ. Uh, And that's that's really the danger, is that the things of this world, are the philosophies of this world, are really just empty deceit. Uh, Pretending to be, as he says in chapter 1, plausible arguments. Pretending to be those things. They're really empty deceitfulness that is trying to take you captive. And so to be careful that you don't let those things take you captive. Um, and when if we're too much in the world and too little in the Word, mm-hmm. it is easy to be taken captive. If, I mean, if you're spending hours on Facebook and 10 minutes in the Bible probably going to be influenced quite a bit by the things everybody is talking about. If you're in the Bible and you all of a sudden, these guys are all talking about the same thing. You got James talking about the same thing as John and Peter and Paul. They're all talking about the same thing. If those are your social media buddies, you're probably, you're going to be, you're going to be held captive by that. Yeah. But when your day is filled Mm. 
both with friends and just random acquaintances because oh. of the way we do our yes. social media. Well, yeah, you've got that, and then you've got the uh, politicians on Twitter, celebrities. You have yeah, so well, many. You're not listening to them. So many voices. Well, sometimes you go looking for it. Like, I wonder what everyone's saying about mm-hmm. this today. And so, yeah, you have voices from all over, like the spectrum, all over the nation. Like, think this way. Yeah. This is this is how things should mm-hmm. be thought. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it it would be impossible to combat that without being steeped in the Word of God. Yeah, and that's the that's so the the way that the Christian the foundation for thinking about any issue any issue is one you cannot trust the world two. You can trust the word. Mm-hmm. That the word is going to be sufficient to address any issue mm-hmm. that comes up. That there's no issue that is going to come up that you can say, "Well, I don't think the Bible talks about yeah. that, so maybe we should all just sit around in a circle and <laughs> uh, and say, what do you think about right. this? How should we deal with this?'" Let's brainstorm. The, if if our first response is to, like you said, go and see what celebrities think or go and see what politicians are saying or go and see what my friends are saying on Facebook, mm-hmm. what's trending yeah. or whatever, instead of saying, oh my goodness, this is what's going on. Mm-hmm. How does the Bible tell me I should think about these things? Yeah. And either searching them through the scriptures or going, if you're going, that's a lot of scripture and there's no search engine like I can do on, uh, there's no hashtag, like <laughs> hashtag sanctification, you know, and then all that's the sanctification. That's basically come up. what a concordance uh, is, right? Yeah, but remember, I'm not a fan of concordance no. searches, and I'm <laughs> definitely not a fan of Google searches. <laughs> Call your pastors. This is what you pay them for. This is what you have. This is their job, uh, is to shepherd you in these things. Uh, and I mean that's been one of the blessings that I've had. I pray they are. Um, <laughs> so so trust that the word. So <clears throat> oh, the word does have what you need. Yes. Mm-hmm. So don't do don't do it for <laughs> Don't Google it. Don't say how should I think about let's say uh, pandemics or how should I think about like right now like social issues, social justice or whatever. Do not Google those things <laughs> because Google is not trying to give you the godliest wisdom right. that there is out there in their search engines. In fact, you have a reason that Google will be hiding yeah. the godliest answers and out there. And then even if you type in, what does the Bible say about social justice? You're not going to necessarily you're not, Yeah, get, yeah, like, yeah. You're not going to get men who are faithfully expounding. Right. And, the, and we, the scripture warns us about those who will twist the word of God. So you know that people will do that. So who has the Lord given you to keep watch over your soul? Hebrews chapter 13. He has given you your pastors. So go to them. And luckily, we've had some people who've said, Hey, what do you think about this? Mm-hmm. How, how should I think about this? Mm-hmm. Whether and, and, of course, whether they ask or not, we're shepherding them in how to think about this. That's mm-hmm. why right now we're doing a, a sermon series on issues of uh, how to deal with Really, right now, we're on how to deal with any issue mm-hmm. that comes up, particularly the issue of of uh, race and justice and those those sorts of things, mm-hmm. um, because I, it's our responsibility to shepherd them. Because the world's trying to shepherd them. Yeah. So you, your job is to shepherd them. Mm-hmm. So we got to go in and and make sure we're they're at least knowing how to feel about this, mm-hmm. how to think about it. So and you can't just do that one on one. Mm-hmm. It take forever. Right. Even so, in our small church. Even in our church. small church, yeah. Yeah, I was going to 
say earlier when you were talking about the Bible truly having everything we need to deal with these things. It's been so neat in the Bible reading challenge. Um, same page summer. There's a Facebook group for women. And it's like every day someone is saying, or several someone's, like, I couldn't believe how well today's reading applied to what's going on in the world today. It's like every yeah. day people are yeah, saying that. Yeah, it was that. funny. We were just talking to Christy, and she mentioned that in Matthew. And I had already talked about that in Matthew. Yeah. Uh, uh, about that that very idea. So Yeah. It's, it really does answer even what you see mm-hmm. on the news. It's like you read, if you're reading through the word in its yep. entirety. And that's what I said uh, on Sunday. The reason we don't think the Bible doesn't have all the answers isn't because the Bible doesn't have all the answers, but because we don't know our Bibles. Right. That's the problem. And, yeah. How many times have you looked at a verse and gone... <laughs> That's been in there this whole oh, time. And what's so crazy? That's my new life verse. After you, you know? after you've read it, when that still happens, you're like, I I could swear I've never read this before, but yeah. I know I did. Yeah, reading through your Bible does not mean that you know your. <laughs> yeah, Bible it's just amazing. Any more than looking up and down your wife means that you know your wife. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. There's always something new to learn. And and some of that is is true just because of the vast amount of words and verses in there right. that your mind cannot just take. And and the other part is just holification, mm-hmm. like the Lord's progressive growth of His people. Yep. Um, there are things that the Lord does not want you to grasp onto it's like just yet. Turns on a light switch. Yeah, and then later one thing. either teaches you or brings them to your remembrance, right. as Jesus said that the Holy Spirit it's would do. Really amazing. But it, so the word is sufficient for all these things, mm-hmm. uh, and and I think that <clears throat> as Christians, sometimes we can be guilty of thinking we've got to get our answers from the talking heads out there and put ourselves in one of those talking head camps. And yes. I look at all of them and say, you're a liar, and you're you know a liar, what? and let's go to the Word. You know what a lot of people really have allowed to happen is they're being bullied. They yeah. they really are. They're afraid to come across as mean or like mm-hmm. like a, a bigot. They're afraid to be like a bigoted Christian, like yeah. one of these people that that is like... Yeah, there. I think there really is a fear of being an outsider. Yes. And especially this certain type of outsider. Mm-hmm. Like you don't want to, I don't want to be one of those people that they, yeah. they paint as a, yeah, almost like a redneck because you, Trump you, loving. You've not been, <laughs> you've not been across that line before, but they're continually moving the line. Yes. So either your position is what it's always been, or you're forced to change your position to always stay on one side of the mm-hmm. line. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if your position has been based on God's word, it cannot change, right? Uh, it, unless it, you're growing in your knowledge of the word. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you can't just ignore the word. No. And and I just think one thing that has become very clear this year, and I've heard other people say this too, and I felt it so much in my own heart, is how important it is that we are raising up children who have a backbone. Who mm-hmm. are not easily intimidated, who know the word, who know who God is, who Jesus is, um, so that they can go out into this craziness and stand. Yeah. Because I don't think it's necessarily going to be easier for them. I mean, the world that they are growing up in is pretty much insane. <laughs> yes. And we have, to, we have to be teaching them now. 
just in our everyday life, how to be a Christian, how to be godly. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, what does the psalmist say that uh, children are like, like arrows in the the hands of a well-trained warrior? Mm-hmm. Um, that, your job is to hone arrows for the kingdom. Mm-hmm. Um, and so what we don't want to do is we don't, and, and you, you, you've got to use judgment in this, right? Mm-hmm. You don't sit down with your toddler and start talking about transgender issues. <laughs> um, <laughs> But you also don't want your arrows to be blunted. Yeah. You're not shooting Nerf bullets into this world. Right. Because this world will eviscerate Nerf bullets. Yeah. And so you sharpen it. But how do you sharpen them? You don't sharpen it. There's not some, there's not some technique mm-hmm. to creating like masculine boys and mm-hmm. feminine girls. And so you send them out to do this and you give them a hatchet and, you know, mm-hmm. or anything like that. The key is what? You sharpen them. With the scripture, yeah, you you, and this is why Deuteronomy. I mean, the the entire the law, the, the it's all filled with fill your house with the word of God, mm-hmm. talking about the Lord when you rise, when you sit, when you lay down, always write it on the threshold. Like do all of these things. Why? Because you're living amongst the Gentiles. Mm-hmm. You're living in a world, uh, or in the case of Deuteronomy, you're about to cross over into the land of the Gentiles. Mm-hmm. And you need to inundate your children for the war, not just the physical war that the people were afraid to fight the first time. Mm-hmm. The greater war is the spiritual one that you're going to face in that land. Yeah. And it's amazing how much of the law is preparing the people for that war. And so we sharpen our children... <laughs> For the war that they will be in, you cannot keep them out of the war. Uh, but you, you, and you can prepare them because of Christ to be mighty arrows mm-hmm. that slay mm-hmm. the kingdom of darkness as the kingdom of Christ advances. Because uh, I mean, they are skilled, skilled uh, warriors slinging these arrows yeah. about this world. Um, so yeah, raise your children up in the sharpening tool oh, of the Word of God. it's just so humbling to think like, like even right now, our kids are watching a movie. So let's say an hour and a half. Mm-hmm. That's an hour and a half that someone is, someone is speaking some sort of story into their heads. And no, we're... it's not true. <laughs> Movies today are all, no what's propaganda. the word? What? What's the word that we used to use? Um, so we're talking about air buds. What? The one, the word that you said, it was it used to be like a Charlotte Mason word or something. Oh, twaddle. Twaddle. It's all twaddle. There's no message to... Now, today's, today's do. Like modern ones, like right now, but... Yeah, yeah. No, this is... <laughs> but just yeah. think, have you read, have, have they heard an hour and a half of the word of God in your house in a week? Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just it's just so crazy how lax we had gotten in America with the word of God. Like Sunday, that's the Sunday. day that everybody hears the Bible that for the is whole week. So absolutely not enough. And normally, if our preacher went beyond thirty minutes, oh my of word. this Sunday it was like this guy's a long winded. <laughs> 
I remember when I started How long preaching. Are we it, supposed to I remember sit when here? I started preaching at Begs, and it was like forty-five minutes to an hour, and everyone's like, "It's just because he's young." Yeah. And now they're like, "He's been here for twelve years, and it's still the it's, same." Now it's an hour. Yeah. Now it's getting longer. An hour and ten minutes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, so it's really funny. Yeah, we live in this in this world. We surround ourselves with it, and we surround our kids uh, with it. And mm-hmm. I mean. There are so many avenues I could go down in mm-hmm. terms of mm-hmm. thoughts on how we let our kids spend their days. Mm-hmm. Um, but but I will. I just want to say again, we've talked about our our Proverbs readings and our just mm-hmm. reading the Bible at breakfast time. I, I have seen it make a difference in our kids. Mm-hmm. They're sharper. Mm-hmm. They're able to discern better, and mm-hmm. they regurgitate these. This wisdom and mm-hmm. and daily situations. And it doesn't... I mean, and it can be... Th- like, so what else do we do? We do catechism. Uh-huh. I mean, so even that, those sorts of things, there's easy ways to get large chunks of scripture knowledge into your children's heads. Mm-hmm. If you're like, well, you know how long it would take us to sit down and read the whole Bible? Mm-hmm. It, would take, it would take you a long time to sit down and read the whole Bible together as a family. Yeah. Um, but... You have things like good Christian catechisms, good... I mean, there are things out there that will take large chunks of Scripture <laughs> and condense them mm-hmm. for kids. So they'll take Scripture truths mm-hmm. and, 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 and put them and in a, man, like I've a, benefited, a nugget. I've benefited from... The, the catechism. You have not. You can never answer any of the catechism <laughs> no, questions. It, the kids are always like, ask mama. <laughs> uh, and and little, I'm going to throw mama under the bus. She always gets messed up on the Ten Commandments. Ah, it's the last. She, yeah. Yeah, we had to make hand well, symbols. Well, we did hand for, gestures to help us remember, and those confused me. So now I, yeah, they were really we're good. We're just really trying to help her. I just. I have no... The neurons. She didn't have 10 neurons. I know. My capacity she knows them all. for memorization yeah. these days yeah. is pretty bleak. Mom so, brain. Yeah, totally. But I do always have everyone's stuff that they need for the day. So You do have that. Yeah. You are always ready to go. Yeah, we always day. have what we need in the and, car. And that's not surprising because you fill up the table with everything. You're an overpacker. You think? I think so, yeah. But do we ever go anywhere and think, man, I wish we'd brought We don't this. ever go anywhere. <laughs> and the, that's think why. back. Think back to the oh, old yeah, days. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 2019. No, we always have everything we need. Yeah. I mean, it takes us two and a half hours to get out the door. So that's why I can't memorize catechisms, okay? And then and then I'm always the one has to load it up and unload it. And so that's <laughs> why I'm like, I feel like a pack mule. Like, why are we going for one day? What is all this? Yeah. But when you have a baby, man, it you adds. It to. It adds to yeah. what you have to take. It's a ton of stuff. And that's about to happen again. Yep. Like in four weeks. Wow. We got to see the doctor for the fourth time this pregnancy. (laughs) Oh. You're a shameful person. I know. But it hasn't been all of our fault. It's been kind of comical. We've shown up to the doctor and just various things have happened. Yeah. Even at the doctor's office. Yeah. We're like, oh, the doctor's not here today. No. It's like, (laughs) like... Okay. okay. <laughs> we just drove up here from Banks to well, turn around and go home. He's still kicking. No, in we there. didn't turn around and go home, did we? We went and got ice cream. Oh yeah. 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 I'm like, let's go party. <laughs> so anyway. Any anything else you wanted to talk about? <laughs> um, I mean there's so much we could talk about. We we did want to be careful today because there's so much. Oh yeah. so we <laughs> Leslie had mentioned she might wanna might want to talk about this and uh <clears throat> 
I told her, I was like, look, <laughs> this is like a, this is like a 12, 12 episode talk. Right. If you're going to get into, mm-hmm. into the ins and outs of every issue and why you should feel a certain way and mm-hmm. really delving into the scripture. And so I wanted to also be cautious in, in just laying out, I mean, I'm not, not I'm because, not going to, not because you're like afraid to do that, but no, that's oh. where I was going. Oh yeah. Go ahead. I was going to be cautious. <laughs> uh, no, and I'm, we're not going to be cautious in laying out God's word, Yeah. but we do want to be cautious in terms of people not knowing, you know, because we haven't been able to say everything about mm-hmm. everything and, and we don't even have any notes tonight. Yes. And uh, so if there's things that scripture says, we'll just say them. But we also Mm -hmm. want to, you know, have you lean on your, of course, your pastors Mm -hmm. uh, for, for what to do. Yeah. Uh, But anyway, so yeah, there's a, there's plenty that, that you could say. I mean, when you look at the issues of, uh, let's just talk about the issues of race Mm -hmm. in the United States. Uh, well, now we've stuck our foot. I was in there, like, right? "Oh, you're and going so there." So we are going there. Um, <laughs> I mean, when you think about the, you're trying to take the history of our nation, mm-hmm. but really, and this is what I, I talked to someone about the other day. The, to say that race is an American issue is is myopic, mm-hmm. because what you see happening in America. So instead of saying in America. Oh man, look at what happened. To say, step back and say, oh man, look at what has happened everywhere in every civilization Mm -hmm. for all time. Mm -hmm. Those sorts of things are what we need to be doing. So, okay, Mm -hmm. so we laid Mm -hmm. the foundation. Okay, so I said, the foundation is can't trust the world. Mm -hmm. You you can't trust God's word. Mm-hmm. And so then what do you say? What do you build on top of that foundation? The thing you must be talking about mm-hmm. is the gospel. Yes. Because mm-hmm. if you just address American or even Western privilege for any particular race, which again, let me throw water on that. Race does not exist. <laughs> uh, oh, he went there uh, too. Yep. He's just... It's not a thing. It's another thing the world made up, and I already told you not to listen to them. <laughs> um, so if, if, we're, if we're doing that and just addressing the American issue and solving it, mm-hmm. right? Like we solved... Finally. We answered, the, we answered the problem for what we did 150 years ago. Mm-hmm. You, one, you're just now getting to that. Mm-hmm. You're just now getting to that. 150 years for a nation to address its own issues. Mm-hmm. And then you look back, you pull back from your view, just of your nation, and you see that people have been doing this Mm -hmm. to each other Mm -hmm. for the entirety of human existence. Mm -hmm. And you have to ask the question, why? And the Bible's got the answer. Right. And the Bible says the answer to that is the gospel. You're right, this world is messed up. Mm -hmm. Let me talk to you you about the one who makes it right. Mm -hmm. Let me talk to you about the one who fixes the hearts, all of our hearts are like these slave owners that, that we're hating right now, where they're all like that. Mm-hmm. And, and without Christ, that's how, they, that's how they'd all be right. uh, all the time. So coming to, with the gospel, now, hey, here's one of our arrows. This is our smallest arrow. Hey. Um, coming. I don't want this round, what, what arrow? The big one. Where? It's 
planes. The planes that shoot the bad guys. Shoot the bad guys with it? No, the plane shoot the bad guys. The plane? No. Big jet. Big jet? Yes. Oh. Okay. Are you an arrow? No. <laughs> Are you going to be? The soldiers shoot me. The soldiers do me. The the soldiers shot you. No, the soldiers shoot me. The bad guys shot you. It's the soldiers. Oh, they the soldiers. Uh-huh, the soldiers. Oh wow! Well, you better go get him. <laughs> He's walking all over my glasses. Oh no! Just, like, I heard popping that. them and snapping them. <laughs> so so anyway, uh, bye. Come on, Papa. <laughs> oh well, apparently I better go get him. I'll be right back. All right, soldiers are lined up uh, in bed with him, ready for a little war to take place. But we're talking about the gospel mm. and how the gospel is what you've got to bring mm-hmm. to the world on these issues. Yeah. And I think there's a couple of ways that the church has been lax in doing that. One is to just, I think, assume that, of course, it's the gospel mm-hmm. that's, that's needed. But then never actually share the gospel. Never actually talk about this world is broken. You need to turn to the Lord and find salvation in Christ. Mm -hmm. The other is to say, yes, it's the gospel. But think that you can only bring up the gospel at the end of the conversation. That you have to get to the gospel. You don't begin with the gospel. You get to the gospel. And I, I always encourage people to look... For example, Luke chapter 13. Luke chapter 13, I think, is the closest thing to like the issue of what we're dealing with right now. There you've got those Galileans that are, you know, sort of slaughtered by Pilate. Uh, and they come and they tell Jesus about this. Like, what do you think we should do? And he says, hey, repent. Mm-hmm. Bless you to perish. And so if you want to hear more about that, Listen to our sermon from this Sunday because that's going to be going to be one of the passages that we're going to talk about where we really expand on that. But that's showing in an issue of societal injustice. What's the first thing Jesus said? Repent, mm-hmm. or you two will perish. Yeah, very first thing. And Jesus was compassionate, right? And Jesus cared, <laughs> but Jesus also knew that placating and platitudes and even saying. Let's go burn Pilate's palace to the ground mm-hmm. would not change anything. No. But you know what would? Turning to the Lord. Yeah. Those. And if you really believe that, like if you have really experienced that forgiveness and that hope, of course that's what you're going to want to give people. Because yeah. it, it, what else is there? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's what's so funny. If. You know, sometimes you'll say, we've got to share the gospel. And people say, but we've got to do something. Mm-hmm. Like, Sharing the gospel is the every... most do something thing you can do. Right. Like, And so that, that, shows, that shows our problem. Right. If we think talking about salvation in Christ, that sharing that, that message that's the is not doing something. Then we've got we've got a we've got a very small gospel. Mm-hmm. We've got a very man centered view mm-hmm. of the world, yes. and not a very God centered view, and not and a very eternal view. 
Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, it's certainly not going to be eternal if it's not God-centered. No, certainly. what you're yeah. giving them is not just hope you're, for today. Yeah, it's... you're saying, instead of saying, don't sort treasure, moth owners don't destroy, but sort treasures in heaven, you're saying, we'll make sure you get plenty of treasures on earth. Mm-hmm. We'll fix that. You don't have enough treasures. We'll make sure you get treasures. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and instead of saying, yeah, but you know what? You've got, you got we've got bigger problems even than this. This is just a, mm-hmm. this is just a small thing compared to the the disease that is corrupting this world mm-hmm. through sin and can and can be and is being right. beaten back by the gospel like let's talk about let's talk, i mean the idea <laughs> the the issue of slavery right now is just one that is taking place about what our nation did 150 years ago when in the early 1800s and certainly in the 1700s it was everywhere. Mm-hmm. Before that, I mean, the Roman Empire, half of the population mm-hmm. of the Roman Empire were slaves. Mm. Half. You start looking at slavery. Some of the first slaves in the United States were sold to the U.S. by African nations that had enslaved other Africans. Mm-hmm. And then the United States brought them to where they were Native Americans who had enslaved other Native Americans mm-hmm. before the white people ever got here. Mm-hmm. So slavery was everywhere. The fact that we're just talking about the last sort of microcosmic, you know, burst of slavery taking place. Mm-hmm. And, and we can just be talking about not slavery, but the systemic implications of slavery is really something that should make us go, that's amazing. Mm-hmm. That's a that's amazing that we're just having to deal with the consequences of slavery instead of actual slavery. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if you're looking at the worldwide mm-hmm. scope of things, and the reason for that is the power of the gospel, mm-hmm. is the spread of the gospel. Mm-hmm. Were there Christians who didn't handle the issues correctly, that didn't obey scripture and how they handled slavery? Yes. And we're dealing with the consequences of that. Mm-hmm. But that didn't continue. Mm-hmm. And it was believers that were leading the charge to to handle these things. Uh, and so it has been the spread of the gospel mm-hmm. that has made what was once a worldwide issue now an issue where we're talking about what happened 150 years ago and how it's impacting us today rather than what happened 150 years ago and is still going on today. Mm-hmm. And that's amazing. That is. That's, and so that's... That, but that's only, that only happens through the power of the gospel. And as the gospel has moved throughout the earth, you see a lot of those things taking place. Mm-hmm. And you can assume this is why you don't need to be afraid. Right. Just keep shooting those arrows and uh, the next bastion of liberalism will fall because it cannot sustain itself. They will eat and devour one another. Uh, I mean, all these things. And you know what's going to be left standing? Kingdom of Christ. Because right. hell cannot prevail against no. it. So just keep slinging those arrows out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, make sure you're sharpening them at home, mm-hmm. um, and and really just get out there and and, and thank God give the gospel the, back to 2020. Thank God that we have something that's waking us up that that is emboldening us to share the gospel again. Yes. <laughs> Thought you, you were going to go with more no, than that. No, that's all I got. Yeah, no, it really is. It is a blessing. You from see, the Lord. you just see that. I I see little pockets of the church really springing to like 
life and excitement and I see some pockets of the church really wilting. True, that too. <laughs> so, uh, so I, I think there, both. I think both. there is going to mm-hmm. be there is a pruning aspect mm-hmm. to what we have the church has taken on mm-hmm. that is going to be healthy for the church. Mm-hmm. And you're right. There's also where the church has been firmly established in the word. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, a, a real blossoming because it is becoming, I mean, it is very clear as the Lord is opening eyes that this world is hopeless. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was just, again, talking to Chrissy from next door <laughs> that uh, I'm just less intimidated than ever. To uh, wait till a phone rings. Nah, <laughs> not to talk to doctors. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. <laughs> that lady today who called. Oh, we gosh. had doctors call today. She wanted to talk to you too. Could you tell? Could you tell she wanted to talk yeah, to you? Yeah. And I was like, she's busy. She's busy. And she was like, Did you well, see me? Did you see what I was uh, doing? Well, I know, I guess I know you're on you're on her, yeah. her list. And I was like, yeah, yeah I'm on I her am. list. I sleep with her every night. Yeah. Because we are one. We are married. Yeah, but yeah. anyway. Don't get me started again. <laughs> Sorry. My bad. <laughs> anyway, but yeah, less intimidated, less um, enamored with I just love that. To me, I feel like the Lord, so yes, it's all these things. I think the Lord is just taking like a big hammer and <laughs> knocking the legs out from underneath this world who felt so high and mighty Ooh, yeah. and so just mighty. showing the intellectual just ineptitude of it all. You totally. can't handle a virus. No. You, the, you can't you can't handle issues at a societal level. Mm-hmm. No one knows what to do. They're all just being a bunch of weirdos. <laughs> uh, and so we can look back and go, oh, I remember how Jesus said building your house on the sand versus building your house on the rock. <laughs> right. This makes sense now. Right. I and can w- see building with wood, hay, and stubble <laughs> versus building with, with, with gold and precious gems. I can see that now. Yeah. Makes sense. And it's sense. such an opportunity to be a Christian, to just stand firm. Uh-oh, somebody's crying. I think we know who that is. This is that odd moment where you wait to see if it will resolve itself. Hmm, I'll be right I there. think so. So, it was a movie. His movie was on the credits. Oh, that And it would do sad. the credits, uh-huh. but then one of those short little snippets. Yeah. So, he'd think it was back. <laughs> then go back to credits again. <laughs> oh! And then back to the movie. That's why. It's pretty cute. Uh, so, he was like, it's okay. And then he went, oh, Papa! So, so, so what were you saying? Oh, just a great, a great opportunity to be a Christian and to be reasonable to not be dramatic, you know, to just be, prove, mm. prove that you are not on the sand, that you have been built on the rock. That is Jesus. <laughs> that is Jesus. That is Jesus. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I, I think, uh, you, you got to think of Philippians 4, uh, rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I'll say rejoice. Let your reasonableness be yeah. known to everyone. The Lord is at hand. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, mm. will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ 
Jesus. Mm. Finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there's any excellence, if there's anything worthy of praise, think about these things. What you've learned and received and heard and seen in me, practice these things, and the God of peace will be with you. I mean, so. Please. Setting that, that softball for me, Leslie. Yeah. Uh, Anyway. Now, wasn't that better than anything you've heard today on social media? Yeah. It is, <laughs> Or isn't on it? the news. Like, what should I do with this? Well, Philippi, <laughs> uh, this is what you should do. Yeah, I mean, read those verses again. Oh, and go so back good. and let that be how to handle anything yeah. that comes in your way. All right. Surprise jello salad. It's on you this time. No. What do you have? Can't be. Is it not? No. I thought it was, didn't I? I don't know. I don't have anything. Leslie, do you not take our podcast seriously? (laughs) You don't make a list of (laughs) jello salads? I need to. to. What what are you most excited about getting started back up in 2020? Like? Like if there was something that, okay, all this is over, there is racial harmony, and all diseases have been eradicated. Okay. What would, what do you want to... Do you know this is going to surprise you? That's why it's called surprise jello <laughs> salad. If it doesn't surprise me, you failed. I am so ready for sports to be back. Oh. Do you know why? Why? Because I think people are so bored. And they need to be occupied. So they'll quit being stupid. <laughs> Like, there I'm watching go. the news, and I'm just seeing all this like, unrest. If there was a ball game on tonight, I don't think so many people would be out. They need, yes, we need we need a pastime. We need, we need to get pastime. our energy out. We need something to cheer for. Like, if they're not going to cheer for Jesus, I want the sports to come back. Yeah. <laughs> so, I can see that. That is America's yeah. second idol. Yeah. Yeah, I can see so, that. So, that's my... I mean, sports, that's interesting. It's yeah, not for my not. sake. It's for that America's is sake. A surprise jello salad. <laughs> for sure. How about you? Uh, I think the thing I'm most excited about coming back is sports. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but for a totally different reason. I like them. Uh, I just, I'm nervous about college football not starting. And I'm like, oh, what's it going to happen? Or how's it going to so be? So our, the people listening may not know where we live near Tulsa. So one of the big events this. Yeah, we are the focal point of the world right now. Yeah, like tomorrow is. We are going to be the first large gathering of people, I think, in 2020. Especially indoor and and one that has been planned. Like yes, the, yeah. the protests. Well, but they weren't on the scale of this. No. I mean, you got a million people signing up to come. Of course, not mm-hmm. that many will come. Yeah. But yeah, this is the first big planned event. It's going to yeah. be interesting. I, so, all eyes are on Tulsa. President Trump, do you think he's here now or will he fly in at the last I, minute? There were some cars that pulled up just a minute ago. I, I don't know if he knows we're recording. I can't see him like staying the night in Tulsa. What do you think? Oh, I don't know. Yeah, but I, I bet he, I can see him flying and that'd just be a big security issue. Yeah, I feel like he'll fly to, in like, and go straight to yeah. it, don't you think? Yeah, I've seen, like, I've seen Die Hard and stuff like that. You wouldn't want to... <laughs> Yeah, so So, we'll see how this goes. Yeah. And if this goes well, maybe they will have football for you. Wait, now I'm really nervous about the thing. (laughs) Football hangs in the balance. If COVID doesn't, like, take over America after this, 
you might have mm-hmm. your football, baby. Yep. yep. So. Well, all right, everyone. We hope that helped you. Um, this is a, I mean, this is a crazy world. It's always going to have issues. Things are always going to come up. So no, no matter what issue you're dealing with, what can you know? I can't trust the world, but I can trust the word. And the thing I've got to proclaim to the world is the gospel. That's the answer for any issue for all time. Uh, and I hope that encourages you. You already know the answer uh, and the world needs it. So shoot out their arrows and let's, uh, let's drive back the darkness because our king is coming mm. and his kingdom with him. All right, we love you guys. Amen. And we, amen. Uh, we'll talk to you all next week. Next, who, it could be tomorrow we know, for we all know. we know. Yeah, who we knows? don't ever know. See you next time. <laughs> Bye. Bye.